Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 960 with Fred Langley. Yeah, so the, the lessons not to yell at your vendors, to have a good relationship with them, but to inspect your back door. Expect, inspect what you expect, right? Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. This episode is brought to you by Restaurant Systems Pro, and they are launching their first time ever 60-day pilot program this is something that's never been done before this 60-day event is at no cost to you but it's not for everyone fred langley ceo of restaurant systems pro will be leading a group of restaurant tours through the restaurant system pro software and setting up the systems for your restaurants fred will teach you recipe costing cards guidance in your books for accounting cash control sales forecasting checklist budgeting for the entire year scheduling for profit it more butts and seats and that's not it if you are interested in this head over to www.restaurantunstoppable.com slash rsp that's rsp for restaurant systems pro www.restaurantunstoppable.com slash rsp with excitement allow me to introduce to you today's guest ceo of restaurant systems pro fred Langley, my man, Fred, are you feeling unstoppable today? I'm feeling unstoppable. Really Dude, excited to be here. I'm feeling unstoppable. Super grateful to be here as well and just grateful for your support. Uh, it's fun to being a fly on the wall of uh, Restaurant Systems Pro and seeing what you're doing, having you bring us in to share your story. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to share what you guys got going on. Uh, great organization. Um, David Scott Peters uh, was the my first... Uh, encounter with mm-hmm. Restaurant Systems Pro. Yep. He was the, re- the 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 restaurant expert. Yeah, he's now. You guys have broken off and done. Your, you're doing your own thing. You took yep. over Restaurant Systems Pro. Yep. He's doing David Scott Peters yep. consulting and speaking. Yeah. Um, but ever since you came on my radar, man, and you started disconnecting me with people, nothing but amazing things have been being said about how your software has been helping people transform their businesses. So we're gonna get into the story of Fred Langley in Restaurant Systems Pro. But before we do that, let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you got for us? All right. Well, on our wall at at Restaurant Systems Pro, it says that our whole goal is to serve them well and them meaning the, the re- restaurants everywhere. And so the mantra is we don't show up to get everything we want. We show up to give everything we have. We don't show up to give everything we want. We show up to give everything we have. To get everything we want, but to give everything we have. Right. So, so it's not all about us, right? We're going to give every bit of ourselves in every interaction we have. And, and from our, our customer service to everything is to serve and give ourselves. And, um, and we're doing that. We're living it out, too. Yeah. And I feel good about it. And, and the feedback that we get from our clients uh, is proof of that, too. So. And yeah. Honestly speaking, man, that's one of the things that kind of stands out from you in my encounter with other services and software uh, products is you guys aren't just providing a software like you, you guys show up for mm-hmm. your your I mean, you call them customers, clients, but what's clients, clients, clients? customers. It's yeah. weird, too, because I always call in the restaurant. It was always guests. I never used the word customers. But, yeah. you know, for a software company, we can use the word. Customer OK, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen it. I've gotten the testimonials. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited to share your story. So where does it make sense to start sharing your story? 
maybe at the beginning and and where I started with oh I maybe started start my career is in the kitchen. Um, at twelve years old, I was a I'm a I'm a tall guy. At, at twelve, I was a six foot tall. Yeah, and wow. um, my mom was wait twelve. At twelve, I was six feet tall. Yeah, I had to think yeah, about so that. Tall, I was like, yeah. Jesus, pretty tall. Yeah, that's really tall for twelve years old. How tall are you? Yeah. I'm six four. Okay, yeah, so you yeah, got four. Yeah. So, so what, when did the, yeah. do you hit that at thirteen? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, no. <laughs> but probably by freshman year of high school, I was that's pretty crazy, close to six man. three. I think. Too. My son is sixteen and he's six five. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, Sorry. But yeah, a... yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I'm a tall guy. So <laughs> yeah. I, I blended in. It didn't yeah. look like there was like a little kid working in the kitchen for sure. I'm looking on your forehead for scars from the hood fan. I don't see. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I started washing dishes at a restaurant and they let me work there because my mom worked there. So she was manager of a hotel and she also served uh, Friday and Saturday nights. And at 12 years old, I started going washing, washing dishes. Now yeah. you, you joined restaurant systems pro in 2008, right? No. Um, so 2004, right at the beginning. Okay. So David only had founded the company a few months, like oh, maybe okay. six months. And right away, I was. I'm, so I've been there from the very beginning. So that's like too so. almost twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. I mean, I'm not just trying to date you, but you know, uh, this is like what were you in your thirties? Twenty? Like late? When, when was? This? Um, when so you joined? when I when I joined, yeah. So I was 27 years old when I first opened my first restaurant. Okay. Um, and how so, long were you yeah. working in restaurants before you joined Restaurant Systems Pro? Yeah. So I I was so I was at this restaurant out in Sonoma, Northern California, Sonoma Coast at 12, and I immediately figured out that if I would go bust tables and um, do prep, that I'd get off the dish pit, right? And so I started developing my knife skills, and I worked there all the way until I was 18 years old. Wow. And so by the time I was 18, I was on the line doing orders. I've also always taken my education in my own hands. So while I was working there, like we'd have the fishmonger show up with our fish and I'd want to get better at filleting fish. And so, um, chef Rene, who was, a uh, he was, um, He's my mentor um, for sure. He's passed today, but Chef Rene Fugue, he um, he was a Swiss chef. Can you say his name one more time? Rene Fugue, okay. uh, F-U-E-G. Got it. Yeah. And he he was a Swiss chef, and he was, um, who's the, uh, the the nuclear power plant operator and the, uh, the guy that ran the nuclear power plant in uh, The Simpsons? Um, oh, I was going um, to say. Is it? Um, is it, is it wasn't Mr. it Mr. Burns or Mr. Smith? I don't know their name. Mr. Burns sounds the bald, right. The bald guy with the pointy nose. I think that's right. Mr. Burns. Yeah. Mr. Burns. Okay. And I was, was going to say right. Homer, but was, I guess uh, he didn't uh, run it. He, no, he just the worked there. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the boss. Right? <laughs> and um, Chef Rene was, uh, he, when I was 15, he came and he took me under his wing and we started making, uh, you know, veal stocks. And I learned what a bouquet garni is because he taught me, we just did pickled pig's feet because I needed to learn that technique. And, and he, and he bought me uh, a knife and, and he sent me to San Francisco to work with a fishmonger so I could learn about fish. And I went to go learn about all the different kinds of fish and get better at filleting them. But what I learned more was more about the, the client vendor relationship between a, a restaurant and uh, a vendor because I thought I was going to go get to fillet fish and my job was to uh, start packing all the fish, right? And I would drive. I would work 3 to 11 in the restaurant and then, you know, for a fishmonger, you show up like at 2 in the morning, right? So I would leave and drive to San Francisco from where I was at. Wait, 3 to 11? I'm, I'm assuming 3 p.m. to 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. And then you'd get And a, then I'd drive to San Francisco. How far I'd have a couple of, It's like a, it was about an hour drive from where I was. So, so we midnight. were in Northern California and midnight I'm driving there. We'd start at 2 in the morning, work till 10. I'd go home, sleep. 
sleep for a few hours and get right this back out. You're like, like eight, 18 years old. So 16, 17, 18. Damn, yeah. Man. To learn this. And, um, those Costarella seafoods. Um, I think they're still, they're still there today in business. I think on the period, were you getting paid Francisco or is this like a, stash? Oh yeah, they were paying oh, okay. me. So they were paying me. Um, I think I was probably getting paid maybe less than five bucks an hour at that time. So, Damn. you know, so yeah, but I was, but I was learning a ton. I was learning all the fish and I remember I'll never, ever forget it. There was the one plus grade ahi sushi tuna, and um, he told me there was two, and I'm like, hey, hey, boss, this one's better than this one, and they're both one plus grade, and so what do you want me to do? He's like, oh, send this one to that chef because if I don't, he's going to be on the phone chewing me out if I don't send him the best. <laughs> and and the the lesson is not to yell at your vendors. The, the lesson is to communicate and only expect the best through your back door because you if you expect that and inspect it, you will get the best. So yeah. yeah. So the lessons yeah. the say that one more time. I want to make sure that sticks. Yeah. So the, the lessons not to yell at your vendors to have a good relationship with them, but to inspect your back door. Expect inspect what you expect. Right. So to inspect so, your back door. So yeah. really just put your finger, but. You, you can't be there all the time nope. in the back door. Nope. So how do you get this standard, your standard? What did you learn about passing that standard and passing this I didn't learn it at that point. At yeah. that point, I didn't learn. I think it took me a little bit older to get to it. Um, I think going to my next job from when I was 18, I think, is where I really started to refine like that high quality. I just knew, like, hey, if you wanted to receive the best product, you better communicate with your vendors. Like, you don't ever, don't ever compromise, right? Take the high road at every turn is something I always like to say, and that's how, that's how I would eventually teach my, my people. It's like, if it, you know, lots of things that, you know, you pass on, like, hey, chef, smell this. Like, no, I'm not going to smell this. Would you feed it to your grandma? Then, and, and that's an easy answer. No, then we're not going to feed it to any of our guests. Right. Yeah. Sort of yeah. Thing. So, so Renee was a fugue. Am I saying his last name? Fugue. Fugue. Renee yeah. Fugue was your mentor. Yeah. Uh, what was his, was he the executive chef? He was the executive the chef. chef. He kind of was started. He was at the end of his career. Um, and I was at the very beginning of my career and I, and I, and we, we invigorated each other. Like I reignited his passion as a young person wanting to learn and explore and become a chef and really was like, I fell into the restaurant business obviously, but I was in love with it and I wanted to, I wanted wanted to know every herb. I wanted to be able to cut every single type of cut from batonet to know the difference between chiffonade and julienne. And like, I was just like absorbing everything I possibly could as a young kid. So uh, you started kitchen, with, so. When, with him at 12 years old. You yeah, worked there uh, until you were no, 18. No, so he actually didn't start get there until I was 15. So oh, okay. I was still working there a few years, yeah. you know, kind of making my rounds, getting better, doing what I was doing yeah. with no direction, just kind of showing up. And, you know, this line cook might get drunk and I'd have to go work on the line and take over and, you know, that type of thing yeah, <laughs> happening yeah. out there. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. you're with him until the age of 18. At yes. 24, you opened your first restaurant. 27. 27. 27 okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then from 27 to like, at what age do you join David Scott Peters at restaurants? Uh, 28. Like, 28. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, so you right were away. owning a restaurant yeah. while working with so restaurants. Know, yeah. So we opened in 2003, and I was, you know, by 2004, I was like in. Okay. And, you know, as far as how, how I got involved, and at the time, it was um, it was just Smile Button Enterprises, yeah. which is our corporate name. Um, so at the time, uh, you know, David David had found the company, and he was in he was in the chain world, right? And so I'd come up in the chef. I'd worked at the be- one of the best restaurants in Sonoma County Wine Country, John Ash and Company. Um, one of the first. It was like 1981. They started doing farm to table, which was way ahead of its time. Yeah. And um, you know, we were just out there.
there cooking in the vineyards with hundreds of wineries around us, all the microclimates and small farms around it. Like the, the, the place to be a chef really was wine country in Sonoma County for sure. Napa and Sonoma, obviously both very similar. Um, and so I had just gone up and I'd started educating myself. Um, at that point I'd worked up, um, to where I'm, you know, I'm sous chef and, you know, is there a chance for me to become chef? And I was like, I didn't want to make a lateral move. And there were some things where our restaurant was growing and, you know, the small farmers would all show up with our tomatoes and then Cisco would show up right behind with the rest of them because we were growing so much and we couldn't order all from the, all the small farmers. Oh, right. Man. And so I'm like, man, I want, I don't want to do this. I want, so I went and I, and I found a spot and got some investment from family and, um, uh, you know, and they borrowed money to do it. It wasn't like they had money laying around too. So we had to make it. And so we went and found a place in Windsor, um, which is just South of Hillsburg right there in wine country with all, you know, and, and we got after it and, you know, coming up in my own career, I'd, I'd worked, I'd always worked two jobs. I worked in the bakery in the morning to learn, to learn pastry. I'd work at an other, other restaurants too. I did catering on my own, but not like catering, like an, like, like a 10 course meal for seven people in somebody's home type of catering, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I learned there that I wanted to open kitchen and all those, those types of thing. And then, so at 27, I opened my first restaurant right there in Sonoma County. So w- yeah. was there like pivotal points for you in your career at this, uh, what was the name of the restaurant you're working after? Oh, you Langley's on the green. Langley's, yeah. thank you very yeah. much. Langley's yeah. on the green. Yeah. Was this like an evolutionary point for you as, as a chef? Do you think, how did you grow during this time? What were yeah, you absolutely. I thought I was ready to be a restaurant owner and I, and I was not ready to be Re- a restaurant knowing owner. Knowing what you too. know now. Yeah. About oh the my gosh, industry. not even. And reflecting back at that version of yourself. A if baby. If you can go back <laughs> yeah. in time and be like, dude, like I know right. you, trust me right this is what you need to do differently like, yeah. what would that well i didn't know anything about accounting i didn't know anything about the numbers i had i had actually planned how i would run my restaurant off of the restaurant that they came from and the restaurant that i was working for and came from they actually didn't have any they didn't have any debt and they didn't have any any um debt service no rent okay right they so just they were on the, the property building. right okay, yep. and so where i so i kind of planned like oh this was their food cost this is their labor and i'm going along and today I realized that they were making money in real estate, not the restaurant business. <laughs> right. So just uh, the, the appreciation, yeah. the appreciation of the, of the property. Or yes, like, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So it was actually, they, it had been bought out the, the property I worked on sold for like 50 million. And, uh, it was, uh, Fry, uh Don Carano, uh, Fry, he owns Fry Carano winery okay. and he owns like the Eldorado in Reno and Silver Legacy in Reno, so a couple of casinos of so big money came in and bought the property and I'm but I'm looking at the books, I'm like, here's our restaurant and everything. There's no rent or there's no nothing in there. And so it was a big line item that I had left out of my plan. Uh, for sure, as I'm going to operate, which is a huge. It's like the it's like one of your biggest expenses yeah, for sure. as a restaurant yeah. operator. But um, and and the way that they operated is like I thought, oh, they're they're profitable. But I realized today that that they, you actually throw some some occupancy in there, and they actually weren't profitable at all. And then I went and operated my restaurant just like that. So what do you mean by so, if you throw some occupancy in there? What, like- so you, so for uh, so today, don't like knowing your numbers, that's, that's my whole life. Right. And so where we want a restaurant to be is six to 8% occupancy. Okay. So if they're doing a hundred thousand dollars, if their rent was six to 8,000 a month, that'd be, I'd say, okay, you're in a good spot. You can make money. I make this promise of 15, 20% profit for restaurants. And it comes from the, in the, that range of 15 to 20 really comes from, okay, you hit your prime cost targets that we're saying. If you're, if your occupancy is in line, then we can do this. If your rent's 20%, then, you know, you're it not going to, even if, even if you're at 55, yeah. then you're going to be, most of that profit's yeah. going to be going to the landlord. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, so that's that's Got that's it. definitely a miscalculation when I opened up for sure. So again, this <clears throat> mindset of knowing what you know now, yeah. traveling the country, helping restaurants across the country squeeze profit out of their business, and knowing reflecting back at how you're running your business and what you were doing in other people's businesses, like what were the the mistakes you were making then that you would well, correct yourself? On? Immediately, I thought you know not understanding break even point, not understanding variable costs versus fixed costs, not understanding any of those things. My mindset was. Was, okay, I got my act together. I just need more sales. Yeah, if volume. I just have more volume, yeah. then I'm going to solve all my problems. And so I went to a marketing conference about a year in, and it was that that mindset of like, oh, I'm fine. I make I make great food. They're flocking to me. We're doing great. I think we're going to be well over a couple million in sales, which is pretty this good. Is in the ninety, right? this would have been two thousand three between two thousand three. So yeah. now it's two thousand four, and I go to this conference, and it's a marketing conference. And I and, I, and you may and those of you out there may remember like Rory Fat and Restaurant Marketing Systems back in the day, and that was like man, it was like they were teaching coupons and all that. Well, I went to this conference, and nothing, nothing, not to talk bad about them, but I went to this conference to to learn marketing, and it was like. Oh, right. If you want this email program, you got to buy it. If you want this PR program, you got to buy it. If you want yeah. this, you got to buy it. You got to buy it. And then the last person of the weekend went up there and didn't teach anything sexy like butts and seats. They taught, uh, he taught uh, inventory and budgeting and good accounting. And that was DSP. Yeah. And we connected immediately. And within, um, and immediately I signed up for, you know, smile button enterprises you know yeah. that's what it was and dsp came from the chain world right and he, and his deal was to turn around this chain famous sams and bring and his deal with them was afterwards he could uh take these systems he created and go teach independent restaurants uh those systems and so i immediately signed up and i was like doing inventory the next day and like i was just like gangbusters with this well, a little bit, not very far into it, David's like, hey, you're a chef, you own restaurants, your skills absolutely complement mine. How about you coach? We just trade your trade your membership and you help me coach people. And when kitchen stuff comes up, you can help them and, and yeah. all that. So, in, in case yeah. you guys haven't made the connection, yep. uh, <clears throat> David Scott Peters, DSP, uh, multi, I think four or five time guests on the show amazing speaker this guy can speak he's so he's just he's such a great communicator and mm-hmm. how, how he explains pe- to people like just check out the the menu engineering episode is all i'm right. gonna say the budgeting <laughs> episode like this guy knows how to speak so he that's basically what he was doing at this point is he's a he's a professional speaker and i think yeah. one of the things that makes him so good at what he does is that he's able to communicate what he does and he's so generous with what he he gives you everything yeah but he, I think he realizes it's one thing you can tell people exactly how to do everything, but unless there's some hand holding and some accountability, there's, they're not going to do it. You can be given the secret, but I right. think it, it's more than yeah, knowing absolutely. what to do, which is what our software is all designed exactly. around all of that. It's the accountability. It's more than just software. It's the accountability of the process. It's all, all, of, all of those things. So, but I signed up right away and you know, within even, even a few months of us just trading, David's like, okay, well I need to, hire you. And so now I'm running my restaurant. Then I bought another restaurant, a pizzeria, um, family Italian, you know, delivery pizza, more casual because this is like 2000, 2007, 2008 starts hitting. That's when I got my second restaurant. It's like, okay, well we got fine dining and then we have, you know, family casual, which was what we needed during that time. It was a really hard, dark time. I think now's a great time to take our first break to thank our sponsors. And we'll be right back to really talk about your, your numbers. 
and how David Scott Peters systems helped you in your business and how he helped you move the needle and how you've been taking these lessons and paying them for it. Recently on the show, you've been hearing it come up often. Restaurant Systems Pro. If you've become interested, I highly recommend you sign up for the Restaurant System Pro 60-day pilot program. This is something that's never been done before. This 60-day event is at no cost to you, but it's not for everyone. Fred Langley, CEO of Restaurant Systems Pro, will be leading a group of restaurateurs through the Restaurant Systems Pro software and setting up the system for your restaurant. Fred will be leading the training, supporting you, and holding you accountable. Typically, this costs $10,000 a month to have Fred in your restaurant, but during this no-cost-to-you 60-day training, he will be teaching you every process he does during the group coaching sessions, and nothing will be held back. During the 60 days, Fred will walk you through the Restaurant Systems Pro process and help you crush the following goals. Recipe costing cards, guidance in your books for accounting, cash control, sales forecasting with accuracy, checklist, budgeting for the entire year, scheduling for profit, more butts in seats, and that's not it. Often, the team at Restaurant Systems Pro helps restaurateurs out pro bono because their hearts go out to these folks. I mean, it's hard out there, but because of that, a lot of the time these restaurateurs don't follow through because they have no skin in the game. For that reason, there is an application process. Only those serious about making change in their operation will be accepted into this program. Are you interested? Then go to restaurantunstoppable.com slash RSP. That's RSP for Restaurant Systems Pro. RestaurantUnstoppable.com slash RSP. We're back. And you just started getting into the point uh, of your story, your timeline, where you're uh, three or four years as a restaurant owner. You opened your second restaurant. You said something really specific, or I think it's key, is that you you had your fine dining high touch restaurant but yeah. you needed to open your your fa- your family yeah. casual restaurant your money maker your cash cow yeah so get into the, the like you knew that you needed it's, there's not a lot of money to be made, be made in fine dining right you no there this. isn't there isn't yeah. and you know you're you're chasing you're chasing perfection and you know there's a lot and we're gonna you know i'm actually teaching on hospitality tomorrow and that's where a lot of that came out where i was just you know this driven chef that at every moment like my entire goal like i didn't even think about money at all um, I mean, I realize that you have to think about money if you want, if you want to make it, if you want to actually enjoy what you're doing, if you want to be able to do uh, what you're doing at its highest level, you can't be worrying about the electric bill or paying, you know, anything you have to have all your ducks in a row. And it makes it much, so much more fulfilling to be able to take care of your staff too. And to yeah. be able to, you know, there's nothing wrong with charging appropriately so that you can take care of the people that, that you spend your life with, which is all the people that you're working with. And yeah. I, I don't know if appropriate is in reach for most of the general public though Mm -hmm. like if you're charging appropriately i feel like right uh, you know like we give food away (laughs) right yeah Uh, i'm i'm 100 behind you i think we need to start charging quote unquote what is what do you mean by that appropriately well it's it's you know this goes for uh, any business charging it's it's like um you know, somebody will say, Oh man, you're, 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 you shouldn't charge that, you know, whatever you're charging for this. It's like, well, um, you know, saying like, it's sometimes people say, Oh, it's greedy for you to charge that. You know, you have a $20 burger. That's greedy. Or you have, you know, you're charging whatever for restaurant systems pro that's, that's greedy. How could you be charging that much? And, uh, really the thing is, 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 um, it's, it's not greedy to want 
to have healthcare for all of your people that work for you, right? Yeah. And their families too, because that's what we do at Restaurant Systems Pro. So not only them, but their families and to, and to just take care of people and create an environment where people can live a great life and not be worrying paycheck to paycheck and coming in and like punching a clock and doing whatever they can. And it's like, if we want to serve people at a high level, we can't have that kind of stress at home. And so we try to pay at the top and provide all those benefits and, you know, both as no matter what the business is, if you got to charge appropriately to be able to yeah. deliver, deliver the goods, it's you know? not greedy yeah. to offer no. security. Exactly. For people. And so I don't think people realize how important security is for mm-hmm. people on, I always echo this, but on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's the second thing right above food and shelter, your physiological needs, then you need to feel like you have security, you know, and, and it's sad to say that there isn't a lot of security for most workers in the restaurant right. industry right now. I think that's changing. Right. Um, but yeah, like I think, but hopefully podcasts like this, people sharing information saying, I think if there's going to be a change, it needs to be a collective change mm-hmm. because what's going to happen is the guy or gal down the street is going to charge less. And that's how we got here. It's just trying to outbeat each other on costs to the point where we're the ones that are sacrificing collectively. So I don't, we don't need to beat this into the ground, but yeah. yeah. So, yep. um, okay. So, you have your fine dining restaurant. You realize that I need to, I need to create a restaurant. If I want to make money, I need to create a restaurant that's got margins. That's about volume. Take us through like that, that mindset of like having your cash cow that supports your maybe your your, your passion a, project. Yeah, it was a little bit that, but it was also it was also me going down to the restaurant down the street and going, "Hey, man, you should really try these systems out. I see that you're struggling. You should try these systems." And he goes, "I don't want to do these systems. How about you just buy my restaurant?" Okay. <laughs> so yeah, get into right. that story so, and how it happened. Yeah. So I mean, in two, so like right away in 2005, that's when I started hitting the road with our with our clients and consulting, and just really just not only. You know, it's one of the things is like, I'm one of the best operators in the world, but not because I'm one of the best operators in the world is because I'm exposed to everybody doing the right thing and I'm learning from my clients all the time. And so when I get out there and I'm, and I started consulting, it was really just implementing systems of people that wanted to buy speed. Um, instead of like slowly implementing these systems, I, I started flying and I hit the, I hit the, the planes and, you know, David was out speaking and I was, um, coaching and on the road doing the consulting. And, okay. You know, flying from restaurant to restaurant, all of our clients, you know, David would bring them in and I would keep them. Yeah. That's a, that's the deal. So, so, yeah. um, earlier before we went to the mm-hmm. break, you said, yeah. uh, you know, you guys met, David said, Hey, I should bring you on. You compliment me perfectly. Get into that partnership and how you guys complicate, like how did you compliment each other? Yeah. So he was, his, his dream is to speak. That was his dream always is to be a speaker and that's what he's good at and what he's uh, he and not just good at he's amazing at it right and he just entertains people and captivates people with you know talking about inventory and budgeting and things that shouldn't be entertaining he makes them fun and um he makes people laugh and he holds your attention and um that's amazing too um and it's important but where we complimented is when the work had to be done um Somebody had to guide them through the mundane. Somebody had to be there to coach them when they when they were um, when they had those the, they, when they had to actually physically do it. So right? his strength was yeah. the ability to get the word out about what you're doing. Absolutely, and your yeah. strength was the in the mud. You're the how guy. Yeah, you're the guy that can make it happen. Yeah, and, 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 and like Simon Six says, "There's the why guy." That was that was David Scott Peters, and you're the how guy that yeah, that sure. really kind of pulled it together. You were behind the scenes. 
Right. So you have this pizza place, right? And you said that, hey, you should really be doing these systems. And you're trying to convince this guy to help him out. And he said, yeah. you should just buy the restaurant. Right. He's like, I'm done with the restaurant. He had other businesses. He was like half in it. And I'm like, I'm like, that's why you need systems anymore. If you can't be here, you know, you can't recreate yourself in systems. Yeah. And it was actually David Scott Peters. And I always echo him. He says, you can't have people dependent operations. You need to have system dependent operations. And that's a quote that I always echo from him. Yeah. Um, so what are the systems? Like, like what, when, Mm. when you buy restaurant systems pro, when you implement these systems, like what are the systems that actually, what are those systems list them? Like, what are you getting? What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you got, we have this, this board that says, um, all the different systems and how people are using it. Cause we want to be able to, to serve you. Right. And so we want to see how you're using it and where you're at. And if you're not using a system do it, well, there's 80 systems on that board. Okay. And in the software, it tells me like who's in all. And so, and a lot of the people that are here in the elite group, they're going to be my ones that are 79 out of, out of 80 systems being used in there. Okay. So when you say board, what do you mean by board? So I have a board and we actually project our software up on a board in our office. That's what I mean. Okay. So, and it lets us know kind of the status of all the restaurants. What's the health of the doing? Because we know that they're going to be successful if they run all the systems, right? So one system on that board is checklists, right? But checklists might be 20 systems, right? So we have an app that, you know, you can do the checklist and you can, you know, you put them in there. It's, it's connected to your scheduling, which scheduling is another type of system that you have. And then how do we write a schedule where anybody could write it? So there's rating systems within that scheduling. And then one of the biggest things that restaurant systems does though is it helps you translate your goals into processes right and so it trans like so we may have a goal for labor right and so we do this budget which we have this budgeting software that we can run and and use that lets you do variable expenses versus fixed and we're going through all that we have this labor target and the, the rest the whole restaurant world what they do is they look at labor percentages Right, almost everybody they look at it as as a labor percentage. Well, talking about prime costs essentially. Yeah, uh, well, sort of. But like, let's say I'm looking at my servers, right? That my servers need to be X percent for me to be on budget, and they kind of run this percentage. Yeah. Uh, or my front of house needs to be. Well, it it's varies by state. So if I say a number, people are gonna go, "Well, no way, that's that because it's yeah. all like yeah, yeah, yeah. we're in Texas right now. It's two thirteen an hour. You know, in California, it's fifteen dollars an hour exactly. for a server. So it's I can't really." You know, um, speak to specific numbers. It. It's it's different for every restaurant, but whatever those are, people are used to working off off a percentage, and they say, "Oh, my labor should be this, right?" And so they try to run these percentages. Maybe it's just based off what they've done in the past, and they try to repeat that because that seemed to work well, which is kind of shot in the dark how most independents are doing it. And um, what we do is we take that, and instead of looking at a percentage and and giving going to a, a cook and saying, "Hey, you got to hit." 12% in your kitchen. And you know, if you don't hit that, we're not going to be profitable or whatever. What do they do with that? Like they go and they, they still, they have their, their, even, even if they go to any of the scheduling apps, it's really tough to see where you're at. Um, and so what we do is we translate into how many hours they could schedule. Now I can understand that yeah. very easily. Yeah. And if I, okay, here's your I'm budget saying, of hours. I get this many hours and yeah. now I can go write a schedule and count up the hours. Right yeah. now, if we had software, it automatically does it. And you know, all those things and let you know if you're off at all. And then we go like, okay, I'm running a shift. If I, if it's, if it's a, uh, if I'm at a restaurant and it's noon, right, we have sale and we open up for 11 for lunch and it's noon. I may be at 150% labor at noon. 
right? Because hardly any sales have happened and we got the rest of the day to go. And then the day goes along and it's seven o'clock peak sales and it's 9% labor, but everybody's got to still stay on the clock and finish out their day. Right. And so what we do is we translate into not percentages, but what is How much sales do we have to do now as a manager on the floor? And if I have a sales goal, one, I have a sales mentality and a growth mentality with that instead of a cut mentality, which is I got to hit this. I got a cost cut to hit this goal or whatever. So that's just one example of like the 80 systems where we translate difficult things into easy to execute um, things for people to, to do. So like a new, a new, like a lot of times if you're, you know, front of house and you're new there, you're kind of growing in management. They say, okay, why don't you write the host schedule, right? Your first thing. Now, if I go write the host schedule and I know, you know, how good all my hosts are and I know how many hours I can schedule. And then I know by shift, if I'm on target to be on budget with that. And I have all these things in place to let me know where I stand. And what we've done is we take the big picture goals and they all flow down to little bite-sized goals that are down to people's level of understanding or level of, of how do you eat a big, hairy, gross, like right. elephant, right? Like yeah. one bite at a time. Right. And that's really, the, that, that's the mindset you're taking on. Uh, and I, you said something earlier that I loved and it's like, listen, like what is technology? It's a system. It's a, it's a way to do something that you can never create on your own unless you went to school for programming and development, software development and stuff like that. As a restaurateur, you don't have those skill sets. You don't, you can't, I mean, you could go try to build 80 items on a board of all the systems from scratch on your own. That is, on top of running a business, we did that, and uh, you know, yeah, that's as hard to company, do. But, right? you, yeah. but what you said is that it, it's like it speeds up the process, and yes. that's how you get to look yeah. at technology. It's a system that you are basically getting the rights to use, and it will be ten times better than whatever you could do on your own. Yep. And I think that's kind of how you see it. It's just a way to plug systems into your business uh, in, in a way that you would never be able to do on your own, and. And I think that's the how you have to look at it. Like you need systems in your business. You will never be able to create these systems on your own to the mm-hmm. degree that there are companies out there de- dedicating their lives to do. Yep. So just outsource that part of your of your restaurant. Don't be don't think you're in the business of creating systems. Yep. Like you're in the business of serving people and and food and let the pros build the systems for you. And hey, restaurant system pro. <laughs> right. And people think it's extra work. Yeah. But it's work you have to be doing anyways. Mm-hmm. It's not extra. It's just work you're not doing. And Putting what do you mean by that? Like, People think it's extra so, work to put those systems so like, in. To put some, like if I if I need to put recipe costing cards in place, right? It's a lot of work to get to organize it all and get them all in there and, and do it. But it's work that has to be done anyways. And no it's matter work you what do the one time. time, exactly. Unless right? you're constantly. So I mean, do you see this being a challenge for a restaurant that's constantly writing a new menu every week? Actually, no, because okay. once you have a database of products in our system, it's constantly up to date. I can literally just start typing burger bun okay. and I can do it. And, I, and then you have like little, little sub recipes. Like I might do a sub recipe of like a burger setup, right? So now I just go grab the burger setup and that's my bun with tomatoes, onions, you know, lettuce, pickles, right? And that's standard for every burger that I sell or something. Got it. So I can grab little things and I may have a burger patty already. And now I'm just plugging in little ingredients for whatever my burger special is or whatever. So, and as long as you're, you know, yielding is hard and it's tough for people to understand. People don't understand volume to weight to eaches. And as long as you're, you're, you're writing all that down, once you go to put in the system, that makes it a ton easier. Like even if you're making like Hidden Valley Ranch packet ranch dressing, right? As long as you 
just write down a yield on that. Now I can now I can grab all my ingredients and yeah, them in the it kind of reminds me you know? of these um, these dieting apps, right? Where like you um, you have to enter in like the meal, like the calories, and mm. it's a pain in the ass at first because like every time you eat something, you have to like look into how many calories. But once you do it the first time, it's in the system. It's in the system, and you yeah. usually eat the same things over and over yep. again. So it's kind of yeah. like that. That's like a really good. That's a really good analogy to it because you know as soon as I buy that product, it's in my system. Yeah. So we're you know we do accounting, and so we're not when we're pulling in invoices and stuff. It's not just pulling in accounting codes. We're pulling in that you bought forty pounds of chicken. You know that you bought you know, six bunches of basil and you bought, you know, what, you know, a case of lemons, whatever it is. And then, and then we break down how you buy it. Like I bought, did I buy those lemons by the each or by the pound? Did I buy the basil by the bunch or by the ounce? Did I buy, you know, did I buy that chicken? Is it a catch weight or was it, you know, a, you know, 40 pound box of randoms, you know, what, you know, and we lay those products out and then we translate them and, and then, and then, you know, you start putting them into inventory and all that. You got know, it, so, got yeah. so back to your story, um, you're running these restaurants, uh, you go to see David Scott, see Peter speak. Um, you, you love that. He's just giving away all this information. Yep. Um, he approaches you to work with him, to partner with him, to be the implementer, to get yep. in there. And to, so I became a customer for a few months first. So yeah. that's kind of yep. what I want to yep. talk about is yep. like, what was, what is your personal yep. testimonial yep. to how he helped you? move? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely changed my life. I just started implementing like crazy, um, to what also made it better for me too is as soon as i became a co like he's like hey you know i'm putting all these he's like you're like you're like putting in systems like crazy and then like i was in the elite group that we are like the elite group that is meeting this week that elite group i joined that right away and people were coming to my restaurant right? what exactly many is years the, ago the, not to get too far yeah. ahead because we're gonna yeah. be talking about this later but what yeah. is the elite group Just it's, a little a, it's, it's our little mastermind group that we have and it's our members and um and it's been pretty much the same people the the core has been the same pretty much since 2008 that's mm-hmm. how long that these restaurant owners have been together and it's our little and we keep it small it's an invite only thing it's not something that we go out and sell you have to be invited to the group because we want people that are elite operators that are able to uh, participate that are able to give to the group mm-hmm. and participate and be be and have their systems in place so they can get on a plane and four times a year go visit other people's restaurants to bring back ideas ideas for their own restaurant to give ideas on, I mean, just from the littlest thing to how to save on insurance to that, you know, in our chats, we have a, a Slack channel that we run that they're constantly talking to each other on that Slack channel. And that's also where, um, you know, a lot of my knowledge comes from. It's just their experience, their, their, their experience as a whole. It's a collective. It's is, a mastermind. Is, yeah. is so much better than any one person. Yeah. So much we bigger always go further person. together than we do on our yep. own for sure. Yep. So thank you for getting into that. Yep. So, um, so what were the first systems that you, or the, the, the systems that, that you got from restaurant system pro that had the biggest impact on your business reflecting back, like what moved the needle, the, the what moved the needle the most? For you? Uh, it, I think it's, it's translating a budget to um what we what we physically do in our restaurant okay. down to you know so we everybody does a budget and they and they they do it to get a bank loan or they do it to try to get investors and then it just once they get the money the away. yeah yeah it's it's not but it's got to be you're pre-planning your PL right you're saying what is my life that i want to live how much money do i need to make based on the concept i have and what life i want to live and what do those sales need to be and how do i break even what do i need to do so you're starting with things go south yeah reverse exactly exactly yeah yeah that profit first mentality right and so um uh so you know we take that those targets and we help people actually execute 
the the vision that they have, the so financial just, vision. You weren't running a budget, is, if I'm hearing this correctly. You didn't have a budget at this time. No, I didn't. I, well, no, I, I did that like everybody else. I did a budget to open, and then I never looked at it again. And then my books were behind. And I didn't know my numbers, and I was like, oh, it's okay. I know what's in my walk-in. I know how to do an order. I can walk in there and look at that. I don't need to do inventory. I know what's in there. So just by having a, whole a bunch goal. Of those, yeah. Having an aiming point. Oh, absolutely. There, there's definitely definitely the the thing with Restaurant Systems Pro, and I was just actually going through with one of our 60-day groups the other day with that. Anything measured improves, and people are, see massive results just from the fact that anything measured measured improves. And where we've gotten people to get that initial like 10 points that they're looking for um, just from anything measured improves principle um just just 10 points from just measuring so in the 60 days what we've done is we've we started doing it august 1st and we found that people that are joining the 60 days and participate in the 60 days are saving 10 points on their business so if you're a fifty thousand dollar a month restaurant you're saving five grand by the end of the 60 days so you're saving five grand a month and that's where people and that's it's it's astonishing and people go like i've I've been doing this though. I've been, I've been trying to schedule on budget. I've been, I, you know, I know what things cost and all that, but when you start getting precise and really knowing exactly so many, so many things open up and it's like, it's like you start peeling back the layers in your restaurant and you start seeing things you never saw before. Everybody thinks like, Hey, I'm efficient. And, but they're in their mind, they pop up. Saturday night when they have all these employees and they're working and, and then we start looking at the systems and we realize they're losing their money on Tuesday. You know, mm-hmm. it's not Saturday, yeah. but that's what pops in their mind. But know? also if you're not using a system, if you're not constantly measuring the numbers, if you're not constantly coming back to a checklist, if you're not developing these routines and these habits, mm-hmm. what's going to happen inevitably over time is drift. Yeah, absolutely. You're slowly going to get away from those things that you're doing yep. and you're going to start dropping the ball mm-hmm. and the numbers are going to drift too. Right? My analogy with all that is like a pilot is going to do a checklist every single time he takes off. Right. Yeah. I don't care if he's been a pilot for 50 years. Every single time, and it's because lives are on the line. A heart surgeon is going to, you know, the book Checklist Manifest, Manifesto by Atul Gawande. Yeah. Great book. And he talks about the, uh, the, the surgeon. And he was a surgeon, right? And he, and he went through this whole thing of making a simple checklist. And it stopped people dying because they weren't leaving instruments inside people. They weren't operating on the wrong knee. They weren't giving the wrong anesthesia. They weren't, you know, all these things that, you know, that you would think that the heart surgeon is the, um, the pinnacle of, um, a profession, right? To where that person is a master of their craft, right? You have to get to a certain point to where they're going to let you go and trust not that you're going to save lives and not kill people. Yeah. Right? Even those people need it. So why doesn't a line cook need a checklist or an opening bartender, um, especially when they show up, you know, from their cloak and in their same uniform that they wore last night? So was that, would you say that was probably one of the, the next? So we talked about, I asked you that the core of this question was, what were the systems that had the biggest impact on your moving your needle and getting as many points as possible? So that's, that's the thing. There's not one system that does it. Okay. It's not one. It's a compilation of all of them. Um, and it's not just one thing that moves a needle in the restaurant business. You can't just do this one thing. I mean, if there was, I'd be marketing that all day long. Do this one thing in your restaurant, right? But I don't lie in my marketing and we tell the truth. And it's not, you got to do these. You mean to tell me it's hard to run a restaurant? It's It's, hard. (laughs) But we want to make it easier and we want to make it. Well, I think that's part of it is people are looking for, um, like they're looking for the hacks. Yeah. Uh, We live in a world of everyone Mm -hmm. trying to find hacks and, and like shortcuts and, um, the truth no is magic pill. The, the obstacle is the way. Mm-hmm. And, and this restaurant systems pro is a center line through the fucking obstacle. 
Like you can't get off of it. It forces you to do the work and that and doing the work and going through the obstacle is what gets you there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and this is where people, you know, you say restaurant systems pros and one of the things that that's great about it um, is a lot of people will say, oh, I got my spreadsheets. I got my systems. Well, only they can usually run those systems. You know, with our software system, we make it to where the whole team can run the system. Yeah, you got and your, that's, like that's your, where the magic is. Your little right? like decipher, yeah. you need to decipher to, to read the shorthand or whatever, like right? The special code or my special formulas in my spreadsheet that yeah. does like, oh, my spreadsheets do that. Well, that's great. You're stuck doing them forever. Yeah, right. You know. So yeah. let's talk about. So you join <laughs> Davis Scott Peters convinces yeah. you to join forces with him, so you can be the implementer and get out there and be the glue, the rocket fuel to get restaurant yeah. systems pro going um when did you do you you don't own your two restaurants today no i sold them and i i closed i closed langley's in 2009 and then as so our software so journey two years did, after so so yeah we, we on our software journey we in like 2006 we put out budget creator pro for restaurants in 2007 we did menu engineering um our menu engineering software that was a, that was if you all remember you put a disc in your computer and it downloads yeah. there and like, <laughs> right so those were, that's what those were um we had a break-even point calculator that we did but then we ended up merging it with our budget creator so if you just did your budget it'll tell you your break-even point and all that then in 2009 um we invested heavily into um, a programmer to launch uh, you know our browser based software in 2010 we absolutely um, threw it all in the garbage and, really? and we Why and we that? started over because the code it did not work the guy you know the guy you know he helped us with the desktop versions they were more simple and he just couldn't handle it we needed a bit we needed to bring uh, bigger guns to our to what our vision was and so, this programmer was not capable and we had to just eat eat you know so the early well. on, Restaurant mm-hmm. Systems Pro was one-off systems that yes. were like, here's here's a system that we built, and we're basically licensing the system to you. You're giving you or you're, you're buying here's spreadsheets. Here's you know spreadsheets. yeah here yeah here's how you run this. And, was it built in Excel? Um, a lot of it was built in Excel, but then we built in techniques like accountability, and and those are the techniques that I really uh, mastered because I did them in my own restaurants, right? To where okay, my for accountability, we're not. This is also before Google Sheets. You got to remember too. So email me the spreadsheet every day. With so, everything that you did and yeah. like all these things that that was so much work that people had to do so this yeah. was this this was the system that you were selling so then but relative to the technology yeah but it was now. just coaching right yeah. so and that's also what where david and i were like okay that's great people are with us um we have our mainly it was our elite group that stuck with us year after year but then people you know they do a year of coaching and we'd help them they'd be like thank you so much for everything and we're like okay we're just constantly just you know, so trying to in, in my mind, pipeline. in yeah. my mind, I'm seeing Restaurant Systems Pro in the early days, kind of like just being like a library of tools yes. that was like a like I don't know how to explain it, but like here's a, a disk, you download this disk, yep. and you're going to get all the the tools that that we built into like yep. there's disks. I still have disks of David doing the workshop. And yeah. disks, it's know, like a folder of yeah. like links with tools that yeah. you would be able to download yep. and use and get permission yep. to use these tools. Yep. And how so today it's it's it it's not like you're you're getting a floppy disk and no, downloading no, all these, no, these it's spreadsheets. All, it's all it's all in the browser. It's all it's integrated with QuickBooks and Zero and it's it's integrated with many POS systems and we're pulling that data automatically and making making life easier. Um, so that was a, probably a big evolution from you is going oh, away huge. from just hey, here's a bunch of spreadsheets that we're gonna yep. send you on a floppy disk that you can upload to your computer right. to now it's like it's it's in the cloud. It's yeah. it's completely digital. Uh, what was that? 
how did that really affect what you guys are doing? Well, it was little by little. We started with basic systems and we went from there because we're bootstrapped, right? Yeah. So it's not like there's all this money and we just like were able to launch the whole thing at once. And so what's great about that is we rolled it out little by little over the years. And so we we, we found a great company to help us um, get the software launched. And we launched it in 2011. And that's when we just started growing rapidly. And, and this I is when you, my when you and moved to trash the other stuff. This Dude. is after that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've trashed the other stuff in like 2010. And, and then 2010, we started over, and then we launched it, relaunched it again in 2011. With a new programmer, new developers yep. that made it much yep. more smooth. Yep. Yep. And has it evolved a lot since then? Oh, it's not even the same. It's not even the same thing. We've been constantly programming. We have millions of lines of code. We have... Uh, we have um, millions of dollars, millions and millions of dollars into it over the years. Um, I have, I've essentially like all of our consulting, like we have membership and then all of our consulting that I, I was on the plane for years. I have, I got an award from the airline the other day for million miles <laughs> and it's all domestic, right? That's it's like, wild. It's man. like, and that's, you know, how, it's, many, um, how many weeks a month would you say you're on the road? I was out, I was out two or three weeks a month. Wow. Every month, you know, with multiple, I remember I like such a little bitch now being on the road once right? a week a month, man. You make yeah. me feel like a slacker. Yeah, I was definitely a road warrior <laughs> for sure. And just building the company uh, and for, for years and years, you know, and, and those are domestic miles. Too, so it's like, you know, uh, so I flew here today. I don't know what was a thousand miles today. So how do you get to a thousand mile flights at a time or two thousand mile flights at a time to get to a million is a lot of flights. Was that a hundred thousand flights too? It's a lot. I don't know. I don't know, but that's like it's a lot of flying, and it took took a few years to get there, and and that's just one airline. So it's obviously more. You have to take other airlines sometimes. That's wild. But it's a lot of experience, and I've I've consulted with uh, with. I've been on the ground and in well over a couple hundred restaurants. Um, I'm really proud that those restaurants are our clients today. Um, I'm really proud that, you know, we create lifetime relationships with people. Um, so yeah, so we, we've just been growing that software in 2014. We actually switched companies. We, David and I had to take our own medicine. Because we always tell people when they have that cancer, they have that cancer chef, right? And when we're coaching and advising, it's like you can't have a cancer in your business, right? And so uh, there's a lot of times where the, uh, people will have a chef that's a cancer in their business, but they go, but I can't make the recipes. I can't do the order. You become dependent on a do, person, not I a system. Right. And so I can't do these things <laughs> yeah. without my chef. And so they're stuck. And so David and I had to put our money where our mouth was uh, there. And, um, and we had to fire our programming team. Um, without knowing it, he doesn't know how to write code. I don't know how to write code, you know. Um, and so we had to, and we did that. We pulled, we we took our own medicine and and, and our own advice, and um, you know, without uh, without really knowing what we we're going to do, there's yeah. a cancer. Isn't it strange you know, how that works thing? sometimes yeah. when you spend your life like yeah. studying success and teaching other people how to be successful, and sometimes you you don't stop and look to see, yeah, like, oh shit, like, absolutely. I'm, not, I'm not doing, I'm not practicing right? what I preach right now. Right. Um, so 2014, 14, you fired the, this programmer. Yeah. And what, what was next for you? And so that's what we did. We launched version two. We, so the part of the things that they weren't documenting code properly and we got us to a certain point, but for us to really become the, an elite level, like great system without bugs, without, you know, for people to have a really good experience, we had to be able to, you know, bugs come up always in software, but, but if you have well doc, good, God, documentation now a system yeah. then you can find so that bug fix you know it, how to build right, systems right. for restaurants but you didn't know how to build systems for building systems correct and even today like i know how to run restaurants and i my my i know how to make restaurants money 
I know how to, and without sacrificing quality yeah. and without sacrificing hospitality, I know how to do that. But I'm the CEO of a software company yeah. today, so I also get consulting. This kind of reminds, too, yeah, right? this, this reminds me of the the checklist for the chest checklist. Wow, let me try that one more time. The checklist for the chest checklist checker. And there's we always we tend to like stop and forget that there needs to be a checklist for managing the checklist. There's another layer of checklist right. that needs to, like it's checklist stacked on checklist. Stacked on checklists, you know, (laughs) and everybody involved needs that checklist. So if something happens to that person, the person that comes in to replace them knows exactly how to keep the the machine going, no matter at every level. We 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 own systems, but we rent employees, right? Yeah. So and we got we got to be able to. um, I said that right. We don't own employees, right? We own systems, right? We rent employees, right? And so we. so we, we have to have a process, a way, and that's how we're going to be, be great. And so many times people, especially people that are like, you know, they, they are very um, emotional with it and they're like, well, I don't want to call, become cold and corporate and, you know, all these things. And it's like, well, so you're t- I would say that having lemons cut for service, um, that makes me more of who I want to be, not less mm. in cold and corporate, like if I'm if I if all of a sudden somebody wants lemon for their iced tea and I'm running in the walk-in and throwing a throwing a, a, a cutting board out and I got my knife out and then somebody cuts their finger because they're rushing doing it and all these things. Well, that's not that's not going cold and corporate to have cut lemons on on a checklist for you know my my server mise en place right. Yeah. So um, we want to make sure that all of those things are in the place and it makes us more of who we want to be, not less. Mm. So that's, that's, yeah. that's really important to understand about. Any other yeah. major evolutions? Really what I'm trying to do here is to capture the evolution of Restaurant Systems Pro before going to talk about where you are today and what what is Restaurant Systems Pro today and what does that look like? Yeah, so I mean, a lot of things. One, one I know the pain. So I went through 2008 owning restaurants, right? So it was like the, the, the worst of the worst, difficult times, stress. You know, we closed the fine dining restaurant during that time um, and, and it was difficult. And I even I even during that time, I actually, I, you know, one of the, one of the most pivotal darkest moments of my life is my wife was pregnant with my, um, my twin girls. Um, and the stress of everything happening that time, um, my daughters were born in, um, like premature twins, premature. They were born. I'm trying to get it out here. Um, so they were, they were due in March and they were born in December. Oh my goodness. And then, um, they were was both four, two pounds. Was that four months, uh, two, th- about th- about three months, three months, three months early. Yeah. So, so I have I actually have a picture of my daughter with my ring around her foot. Wow. Too. And um, you know, honestly, when when we thought everything was okay, and I was actually here in Dallas at Steve's restaurant um, when my other daughter got sick and died, and about a, she was about a month old when she died. My oh, daughter man. Olivia. And so my 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 daughter Abby just turned thirteen. Um, in December and it's, it's just, um, it, it gives, it gives me a perspective because I know the herd that restaurant restaurant owners are going through. Cause I I've lived it right. I've lived the hard times I've lived, you know, not, not being able to pay my rent and you know, those things and, and, you know, stressing about payroll and, um, and sometimes like I, I would beat myself up because, I sometimes would say oh, I I wasn't a good enough restaurateur and the stress made my wife go into labor mm. and would be like, you know, I, 
I failed. I failed big, right? Is where I would tell myself. And I, and I know, you know, logically that's not, that's not true. But in the back of my, your mind, it kind of is. If my wife didn't have that stress, would she have not gone into labor? Would I not have lost my daughter? Would I have both of my girls here today? Um, you know, those, that hurt and heartache, um, I, I turn that into something that, that really motivates me to, 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 to help restaurant, restaurateurs where they're at, to, to help them through their struggles, to help them through all those things. And then, and then, you know, there's suicide in the industry and we lose people and then it's because of stress and, you know, those, those things happen. Um, and it just makes me, I know I can't take away their pain, but I know that, I know that we, I know that together we could create a better life. Yeah. You're making me think of of my parents right now, you know, and, and being on the, on the receiving end, you're talking about your, your children and what, in like your, like how you feel like you felt, you failed your wife. And like, I'm, I'm thinking like from the, from the other side of this being the child and observing my parents and seeing their struggle and, and not understanding, but we're so busy. There's, there's lines out the door every weekend. Like what, why aren't we, able to pay the mortgage why why is mom at the kitchen table crying again like what's going on like what am i missing and that's why i started the show it really is because it's like what were other people doing that my parents weren't doing because they were working so you can't fault them for not trying they, they busted their asses you can't fault them for not they were good at what they did people loved them they're they're good at hospitality they were right. good at cooking but they didn't have any systems. They were the definition of a people-ran operation. If mom or dad didn't show up, the restaurant was like didn't function. Right. You know, like bad things. That hurts happened. me in my soul. Right. Yeah, I don't want know? that for restaurant. Exactly. Restaurant and, the, and, and they do need systems. You need you need accountability. You need a center line. You need to do the same thing over and over again. And building all this stuff, it isn't sexy. It isn't fun. It's work. But when you do that, it gives you freedom. It it, it 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 makes the 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 weight of the restaurant is no longer on your shoulders. It's on the systems, and I think people just need to understand why that's so important. And you're in a in a position to actually lead and guide more, right? Mm. As as a chef, for me, like I actually became we 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 did had lower food costs, better food when I actually hired a chef for the first time. Yeah, right. And it's because you can't be everywhere doing everything. And I started to realize like nobody would do anything unless they asked me what to do first. And it's just stressful. And so when you start putting all the prep systems and checklist systems and all those things in place, everybody knows exactly what to do. And then they leave it where the next person right after them knows what to do. And you start to to realize these efficiencies that you didn't know were there. And you know, all, all of these things too. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, Fred, you're do you have all you have all these systems. Are you worried that you have too many systems? You should just focus more on on certain things, like just scheduling or just this or that. And and my answer was, well, anybody could say just schedule less hours, right? But you have to have processes around your entire kitchen. You have to have good recipe cards. You have to have good organization. You have to have good, you know, so the, the inventory organizations and all these systems tie together to where, and this is back to, there's not this one thing in the restaurants, you know, restaurant 
um, that you can do to just move the needle. Right? It's a complex a whole, system. It's a complex, all these things. And so good checklists, you know, make you more efficient. Good prep systems make you more efficient. Good inventory and organization makes you more, you know, more efficient. So all those things are connected and they tie to one another. So no, they're, they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. 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 So um, before we take one more break to thank our sponsors and talk about what Restaurant Systems Pro is today in, uh, you know, to really paint that picture of what you get when you invest in Restaurant Systems Pro and where Restaurant Systems Pro is going in the future and what the future of the industry looks like. Um, are you the sole proprietor of Restaurant Systems Pro today? No. In fact, a lot of our, our – so David, um, you know, David – we we got to a point where David David had a heart attack and it's like he didn't want to be in the office every day in software and he wanted to go back to coach and he's doing that today he's coaching he, he wanted to leave going his that passion. direction right and so I had to come up with a way to buy him out mm-hmm. right David David owned the majority of the company and so I had to buy out his shares and so I had um, we had an elite meeting. Um, and David said, okay, I'm going to stay home from the elite meeting. That way I'm not like muddling anything up and you go to the elite meeting and you talk to, cause I go, I think I could raise money from the people that we've helped become rich. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, I went to the meeting and, um, I had this whole like two hour, like pitch ready, you know, and everybody knew, you know, what was going on and all that. So I had this pitch pitch ready and I'm not going to say who it was, but one, one of, one of them raised their hand and said, Fred, the whole the whole reason we're successful and have the money to be able to invest in you is is because of what you've done in these systems. Um, so you don't need to you don't need to go on anymore. We're in, you and everybody's like, I'm we in. We were I'm sold in, I'm in, twenty I'm in, years in, ago, right? Yeah. And so immediately, you know, I I raised I I raised uh, multiple seven figures. Wow. Let's say um, immediately. Congratulations. Um, man. You know, just from the people that I helped turn the restaurants around. And these are people that were broke when they started with if us. That's right? not testimonial. So, right? I don't know what it is. <laughs> if, I mean, we hear like, like I feel like testimonials can kind of be cheap sometimes. But a true testimonial <laughs> is when your client goes, like, I, I, I'm willing to put multiple like, right? like zeros down to to. When you put money behind your actions, I think, I think that talks loud, you know? So, I mean, that's a statement right there, right. man. And I think it's a testament to the work you're doing at Restaurant thank Systems you. Pro. And um, with that being said, I want, want to take one more quick break to thank our sponsors. When we come back, I really just want to paint the picture of, like, I'm a new client. What do I get with Restaurant Systems Pro today? Absolutely. And then we'll talk about the future. Recently on the show, you've been hearing it come up often. Restaurant Systems Pro. If you've become interested, I highly recommend you sign up for the Restaurant System Pro 60-Day Pilot Program. This is something that's never been done before. This 60-day event is at no cost to you, but it's not for everyone. Fred Langley, CEO of Restaurant Systems Pro, will be leading a group of restaurateurs through the Restaurant Systems Pro software and setting up the system for your restaurant. Fred will be leading the training, supporting you, and holding you accountable. Typically, this costs $10,000 a month to have Fred in your restaurant, but during this no-cost-to-you 60-day training, he will be teaching you every process he does during the group coaching sessions, and nothing will be held back. During the 60 days, Fred will walk you through the Restaurant Systems Pro process and help you crush the following goals. Recipe costing cards, guidance in your books for accounting, cash control, sales forecasting with accuracy, checklist, budgeting for the entire year, scheduling for profit, more butts in seats, and that's not it. 
Often, the team at Restaurant Systems Pro helps restaurateurs out pro bono because their hearts go out to these folks. I mean, it's hard out there, but because of that, a lot of the time these restaurateurs don't follow through because they have no skin in the game. For that reason, there is an application process. Only those serious about making change in their operation will be accepted into this program. Are you interested? Then go to restaurantunstoppable.com slash RSP. P. That's RSP for Restaurant Systems Pro. RestaurantUnstoppable.com slash RSP. We're back. And, okay, let's pretend um, I just listened to this episode. Um, I am swallowing the pill, admitting that my systems are garbage <laughs> and that if I want to not be a slave to my business, I need to create systems around my business. Right. right? So what do I? What does that process? So I just, I just went to RestaurantSystemsPro.com. I, I, I made the purchase. I'm in. Where do right. we start? What, is this, what does this look like? So it, start, it starts with um, a lot of hand-holding in the beginning. A lot of hand-holding. Like we invest. Like we have a whole 100-day process. And in fact, like, like even part of, part of the sponsorship and everything that we're doing is our 60-day program, right? Because what we do is guide you through all of the systems and everything that we're supposed to be doing. And, and, and it's hard to explain in the beginning and that's where we're, we're going to take some time to do that. But people on the other side of it, once it's like, they, once they get it, they're good. And that's where I'm really, um, can I tell you a quick story? Please, quick? Okay. please, please. Um, so I, like I told you, like I am, I am really good at making restaurants profitable. I'm a chef restaurant tour, like the restaurant business is my life. It's everything I know, but I'm the CEO of a software company today. So I've gotten consulting for that, yeah. right? To help me. Like I understand, like, like I need to make my software great for people and I need to make it easy to use. I need to make it to where they can implement. And so I, I'm, I'm really nervous about this. So, and so I'm going to a conference for my software consultants putting it on and they have us do this, this metric before we go. And the whole metric for software companies is this churn metric. And what churn is in the software world is the rate at which you lose customers, right? And so, um, other softwares out there, they're, they're going to know their churn. They're going to know where we're at. And I'm going to reveal where we're at, um, with it right now. But I go and we're going to count. Cal- and so I calculate my churn ahead of time. Right. And so the speaker goes on stage and he's talking about churn. He's like, everybody, I want you at 5% churn. Right. This is, this is going to be about where we want to have you based on your size. And that was my number. And I'm like, 5% churn. He's right. I'm a failure because I'm at 8% churn. And I'm like, all my worst nightmares are coming true. Like, because when people leave Restaurant Systems Pro, it literally breaks our heart. So like eight percent of the people who signed up didn't follow through. Didn't fall through. And so my heart breaks every single time somebody says, and a lot of times it's like, um, it's like breaking up with your girlfriend. Hey Fred, it's not you, it's me. You know, sort of, sort of, sort of thing when they're doing it. We're not like, right? We're not compatible. You know, so uh, I just can't get my managers to do it. I just don't. You know, it's just not. It's not for me right now, or or, you know, whatever it is. I'm too busy, which is like a a big one, right? And so my heart just sinks when I hear this metric. And then he's teaching, and he's going along more, and he's teaching, and I realize he was talking about five percent per month, which over the course of the year is sixty percent churn. And I had calculated my churn at a year. Wow. So we were like at, if you did the math, I think it's like 0.67 churn. And then you start to look at, and I've learned the metrics over there, and I've done all the calculations of lifetime and all that. Our average 
client has been with us 11 years. Wow. 11 years. That's amazing. Right? And so a ton of us, you know, our software's only been around 11 years. And so the average is 11 years. That's because people were just in our coaching program before we even launched our software for many years, right? Yeah. And so if somebody's been with us five years, I mean, somebody's been with us 16 years. And so I'm really proud of that. And it was like, it was just really good um, validation to what we do when people do it is just, it just works. Because why would you pay somebody that long? month after month, if you weren't making multiple on that, right? You know? And so you start getting into all the things. What we do is we know that if we get you going in the beginning with all the systems, um, then we know you're going to be successful. And so we don't have onboarding fees because, you know, we want to be, we want to be affordable. Should I probably? Yes. If that's the, the right answer business wise, I probably should be charging a lot more. But, but at the same time, I feel like you're playing the long game. Exactly. It, exactly. And like, yeah. you know, that like the, the you're going to keep those like in order for this to work, you got to show up and do the work mm-hmm. and, and you need to help develop those habits and those routines. Because if people, if you just hand them the here's here's permission to use this the technology, go get them. Nobody people need their hands help. Mm-hmm. And um for accountability too, like yeah, to show up and like the, the trainer and right? the support. And if the, the, I, yeah. If I have a trainer if I'm if I'm going to the gym and I know a trainer is gonna meet me there, I'm more likely to, to show up and do it. And so we schedule those weekly calls for a hundred days and we say a hundred days, but it's until you're ready. Now, really? do, you, do yeah. you have people that go and travel and help people on board? Yeah, we have that. We have that as well, and so that just buys by speed essentially. So you can you can have one of our and it's Lisa Rath, and she goes out there and she was my assistant for like four years before she was she went off and and did that. So Could she's you worked do us something for a like, long time, like if an affiliate program where you have like like an army of people that go and just yeah. just like sell and like get like i don't know i'm sticking out loud yeah right now, but no. i feel like there's so much opportunity there is just to Absolutely. go out there and to spread the word about it's funny a lot of consultants get threatened by us like we're going to come in and take because we do consulting too yeah but our consulting is very expensive and yeah. um we make sure that no matter what we do we want to be making people more than what we cost that's for sure so yeah. even if it's expensive you're going to make more than what we cost yeah we always calculate that and know that going hand but we're we're really about the software and we want to help consultants we want to help consultants go out there and do better at what they're at what they're doing and I'm actually working. I have a bunch of things exactly what you're talking about in the works with some. Yeah. With some, I mean, I hope I'm not speaking out of place yeah. when I say this, but I think it's, I want it to be clear that the listeners understand that doing anything. How do I say this? Like building systems in your restaurant, implementing systems in your restaurant, no matter how you do it, it's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, and I guess where, where is the biggest challenge for you? I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it. But what is the biggest challenge for you with getting people going? So the biggest challenge is just getting them to show up. They get discouraged in the beginning. It's a lot of work. Why do you um, think that is? Well, because because they don't. It's tough to see the results or see the. It's like I don't need to. You know, I know that there's you know ten chicken wings in my chicken wing dish. I don't need a. I don't need a program to tell me that, right? But when we put that in the recipe card and we started to see a variance on chicken wings for the week and, you know, I should, according to my POS system, I sold a hundred and, you know, according to what I bought, I used, you know, what would have been 125 orders, but I only sold a hundred orders. Where did they go? How are they missing? Like, I didn't know they were, you know, they didn't, there's all this revelation of things they don't know. And there's so many times where, you know, we talked about raising prices earlier, but the reality is, is that most restaurants don't need to raise their prices. They just need to control control their product a lot more. And what happens is, though, you get better quality. Um, there's one client I worked with that always stands out to me because they were buying $70,000 of frozen crab at a time. 
and they were putting in this giant freezer, right? And we ended up lowering their food cost nine points, and then we were buying more expensive fresh crab, you know, because we're buying the right amount over those days. If you have if you have seventy thousand dollars of crab in your freezer, one, it's Parkinson's principle. It doesn't become um, it doesn't become important. And Parkinson's principle is the the demand upon a resource increases with the supply, right? Say it so one more like time. The demand upon a resources increases with the supply of that resource. So if I have a full tube of toothpaste. I use more toothpaste yeah. than I do when my toothpaste That's is getting empty. Right? Same idea as eating right? on a small plate. Sure. Right? Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, toilet paper is another one, right? Yeah. I- <laughs> so if you want to lose weight, don't find the biggest plate in the cabinet. Right. Go get the smallest plate in the cabinet and fill that plate, and you're going to feel just as satisfied because you're you're finishing the plate. That's actually a food cost tip that we do is buy, yeah. buy if you have giant plates and your cooks are constantly having to fill them, buy a smaller plate. And it's, yeah, it's perceived you know, value. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I guess what I'm, I, I really wanted to translate yeah. in, in that statement there is that if you're looking to invest in Restaurant Systems Pro because you don't want to do the work and you're looking for a shortcut, a hack, Although it is a shortcut and a hack in a sense because you're getting all these systems that are tested yeah. and tried and proven, it's still going to be work. Yep. Don't expect to not have to do work. And right. I just want to put that out there because that's just, that, that's the reality of the industry. But you're not going to be alone for once. Yeah. Right? And you're going to be able to talk to people. And that's what's happening in my 60 day too is we're creating like little masterminds too. Because I'm doing – like one of the things I've done is like people – when I say we help restaurants achieve 15 20% profit, like – there's a ton of people going out there going, no, no, that's, that, that's, that's impossible, right? Yeah. They're telling themselves that. And, you know, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right, as Henry Ford said. Um, but what we do is I'm using the 60-day program to prove our metal, Right to prove that we do what we say we're going to do, and so I'm actually I have, I'm have this these groups of people that are that are coming on, and I'm teaching them every day for sixty days. I'm going along twice a day. I had to fly here today, so my team took on the day, but every single day we're going live. A couple of my, but I'm doing it too because I want to pour into people, and um, you know it's 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 really it's really fulfilling and people are like, you know, when I know that my average customer has been with me 11 years, I can give you 60 days. Yeah. I can give you 60 days so we can prove ourselves to you. You yeah. know, that's, yeah. that's, that's, um, it's pretty, it's pretty fun too. Yeah. I love it. And you if know? you think that what, what it takes to be successful with restaurant systems pro is hard. Go try to do it on your own. Go oh. try to build this shit from scratch. Go yeah. try to have the accountability, the community around yourself to, to, to keep on doing it and to, to have it be as good. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. You know, anyway, so uh, back to the the question I asked originally is what is it? What if I purchase restaurant systems mm-hmm. pro today? Okay. What am I getting? What does it look like? What's yeah. this process? Look so like? I'm going to be getting, um, I'm going to be getting an end of day reporting that pulls from a POS system. That is like a general journal entry that shows my, all my daily sales organized. We're going to have sales forecasting, budgeting, checklists, scheduling, manager logs, training, both, both all, all the content for training, all the positions that you can think of from counter to busser to, to, to also a learning management system where you can create your own videos and have questions and answers to those videos. I just created one with one of my clients, um, uh, recently, um, where they did a, um, you know, how do you clean the dishwasher out? Right. And they just videoed how to clean the dishwasher out, had a couple of questions there and those questions, um, 
are there for, for checking for understanding. Does it replace leadership? No, but that's all there. So you have all that stuff there. Then you have the accountability of the checklist. You have, you know, different ways. So the accountability of the checklist is a system in itself. It is. Yeah. Because if a bar opening bar manager doesn't complete a checklist, then their manager gets notified. They get notified via text message and app notification. It's all can be done on tablets too. So you don't have a bartender on their phone for hospitality and all those things. Um, we have, uh, you know, different, you know, labor analytics, uh, the reverse labor system that I talked about where you got to know your necessary sales. Um, we have all the food costing. We have QR codes that go on those that, show how to make your special recipe that's for your restaurant. Um, we have, you know, a database of products. So when my inventories are automatically up to date, we have invoicing where you just take a picture of your invoicing and your invoicing is done. We are launching our accounting systems with balance sheet and bill pay. If you can connect the Venmo, then the same company that's connecting the Venmo is the same company we're using to connect. So you can do ACH directly from Restaurant Systems Pro and organize all your bills and know your cash flow. The budgeting, that's flex budgeting to where, you know... Yeah. All you know, just name it. It's it's. There's a ton, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. any other systems that we? I mean, according to you, there's um, eighty of these. Things. There's eighty of them. I'm not sure if I named eighty, and there's you know, um, uh, subsystems to it, but from you know, an employee database where you can employ uh, store your employee docs, where you can um, be notified on review dates. You can create. Um, you can create project lists for your manager. Like I want you to accomplish these ten things in the next six months. Um, there's daily walkthroughs. There's every, every, in fact, every single time we have, uh, sometimes we have franchises come in and it's like, it's, it's like way more than what a franchise gets wow. um, for it too. Wow. So I think the only thing missing in all this is a POS system. You, you make a really good point too, wow. that like, if you're looking to franchise, if that's a goal and you just little, I don't know if that's supposed to be a, mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's a teaser. Um, <laughs> but like, if you're looking to franchise and you, aren't good at building systems like a shortcut to get to that franchise state is to implement here's the thing a lot of franchises go and purchase software like this because they know they need the systems right so is that is that a true statement they can i don't really a lot of franchises actually create their own so like mcdonald's creates their own um as far as going to purchase one i actually don't know of one that has like everything there's all pieces of it out there you know, where there might be a checklist system over here or a scheduling system or anything, but where it's all integrated and tied together, um, there really isn't anything out there too. And with us coming on with all the accounting and balance sheet and general ledger and the bill pay and all that, like it is, you know, and we still, you know, if you want to stay in QuickBooks, we integrate with QuickBooks too. So you have options there, but, but to really have it all tied together. And that's, that's the big thing is, you know, um, especially with the accounting, like I don't have to know how to do, that general journal entry for inventory because my inventory is in the system. And so the system knows exactly how to do the general journal entry for you automatically payroll accruals. I don't even know how to do that because all the payroll data is in the same system. That payroll data is not in your QuickBooks account. The inventory is not in your QuickBooks. It's not there. 
And so we're making those accruals um, automatically for you. And so a lot of these really difficult things in accounting are being are happening automatically in the system. And you so, know, yeah. so where are most of your new clients as far as where are they in the life cycle of their restaurant? Do they have one location, mm-hmm. two, three, four locations? We have a range. Yeah. So we have a, we have over over a thousand restaurants in the system with somewhere like three hundred clients somewhere there. So we're we're small, and you know, I mean, I think that's a lot, but we're small and up and growing rapidly. We're actually growing like we did in two thousand eight. We grew rapidly in two thousand eight because restaurant owners were figuring out that they need that where the status quo was okay. They're figuring out they need to do something different. That's happening right now um, with us. Um, we're really working on getting our, our name out there more and getting people to actually believe what we're doing. It's like the snowball that's happening where people are starting to see that we, that we, that we actually uh, follow through with what we say. Yeah. Um, so that's not like, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so so it just that's growing fast. So we have a range. So to get back to your question, we have we have lots of, and even within the elite group, we have people that are one offs. They have one restaurant, right, and that's all they ever want too. But then we have people that are aspiring to have fifty restaurants, ten, twenty, yeah. fifty. We we have people that have twenty, and people that are aspiring to have fifty. And so we have a lot of young franchises in our system where they're. 5, 10, 15 units that know that this is the basis for them growing and even white labeling our systems. Too. So that's so, kind of yeah. the point because I think yeah. a lot of people listening to this who mm-hmm. might be at one location, they might tell themselves, I'm not there yet. Yeah. You know, like I don't, I'm not where I need to be to be able to afford something like this. Right. And I think that the the mindset is if you want to scale, you, you're better off building the first restaurant, the way you want the rest to be. So this is how I put it too. Whether you want to scale or not, you have to be able to have your time back. You have to operate your restaurant as if you're going to scale it. Yes. Right? Treat so, your little business like a big business. Exactly. And so one of the things I always tell people is whenever, whenever you're going through your day, question yourself. Could I do this task for 10 restaurants? And if the answer is no, then you're missing that system. Right. And that's where you start to find the systems you need to have in place. Yeah. You know, could I check on the labor budget for 10 different restaurants? Well, with good software, you could do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Could I write the schedule for 10 different restaurants? Absolutely not. I couldn't. Could I do the order for 10 different restaurants? No, I couldn't. Actually, there's some things in there where you could do it with PARS and all, but to, to do it right, you got to, you, you couldn't do that. Yeah. Right. Or sustain it. Right. So if you can't do it for 10 restaurants, you shouldn't be doing it as an owner, whether you have one restaurant or you actually have 10 restaurants mm. too. And that's where people run the trouble is like they go from one restaurant to two and they realize they can't just double their efforts. Yeah. They, they can't right? duplicate. Right. Yeah. And then you get the three and then it's over from there. Yeah. Right. So they end up working 80 to a hundred hours a week in two restaurants, but then you get the three and you can't even do that. And then, so you have to, you have to realize and have those systems in place. From, yeah. 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 So anything we haven't discussed about as far as what restaurant systems pro is today, if I go with this, if I choose to go with this product, um, I think I think the big things are is that it's an o- overall management system. And if you want, and if you you know, if you you definitely need to dive all in, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna come in the restaurant systems pro, it's gonna be like, hey, I want I've been choosing to have a better life, right? If you're saying I'm too busy to set up these systems or do that, then you're gonna be in this hamster wheel where you'll never you'll always be too busy to do everything right and so might make you a little bit of busy because we're doing these one-time things like writing your recipe cards and setting up your inventories and writing budgets and doing all these things that become easier after they're done but if you definitely want to uh, build a better life um, 
then you have to put systems in place. And even the, the, the worst systems that are used are better uh, than the best systems that go unused, right? So even no matter what, you need to be doing systems. And we just make that easier. So no matter no matter what, you have to be doing the things we're talking about. You have to be doing them. Yeah. Now, whether you choose Restaurant Systems Pro or not, um, you know, it's just going to make it more difficult, I think, if you're, if you're not going to do it. You're not going to have the hand-holding. You're not going to have the, the person that's over your shoulder. You're not going to have a community of other restaurant owners that are, that are saying, hey, it's going to be okay. I've been what you've been through. I'm, 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 I'm going to. And, and you know, I re, I'm just remembering like Steve Brown's was talking about um, both of them been on your show, Steve Brown and Chris Schoenberger. There was a point. I can't Chris, wait to Chris, They're going to be here. Right, they are going to be here. Yeah. And Chris told a story where he was, we were at our meeting and he's going around and he's like, he was in tears because he's like, everybody, my dream's coming to an end. My, I'm going to have to close my restaurants. And everybody's like, what's going on, Chris? What's happening? And, he, and he's in tears and he's like, my bank accounts went negative this week. And Steve Brown just reassured him. He's like, dude, you're not even a restaurant owner until your bank accounts went <laughs> negative. So you're going to be just fine. We got you. Yeah. And, and then he dug into the systems, right? Yeah. He dug into he he actually had Gino out and Chef Gino, who's on our team, who, who does the consulting today. All that yeah. consulting, I used we to had do. Gino's Chef brother Gino Peter Scalfani. Yeah, Peter Scalfani. Yeah, yeah, yep, absolutely. So, yep. um, yeah, we're 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 a tight knit family here, but we are we're doing um, we're doing the important work, so, which is the nitty gritty. Yeah. yeah. So, so what's the future of Restaurant Systems Pro look for you in the perfect world? Where do you where are you aiming yeah. for? Like, what is your goal? Where you where do you want to take Restaurant Systems? Less Pro? less consulting. I really believe that the world needs what we have to offer. If you're a restaurant owner and you are, um, and you're just you know like, oh, I have a spreadsheet for this, and and you know, uh, I have you know, I'm waiting on my accountant, and it's th- my my books are three months late. All those things. Um, they are just symptoms to a bigger problem, you know, and if you are going to achieve great things, and I was actually talking about this in my 60 day the other day, we're kind of getting in the minutia of, of labor and, and tracking these things. And it's like, you know, if you're going to get into the 15, 20% profits that I'm talking about, you have to track our, your labor to the minute, right? And you have to know if you're profitable before the clock ticks and you have to put all those times in and so many people are just surviving and they're throwing schedules out and copying the same schedules last week and you know they just go through and they buy things and then they end up buying the same thing that they have on the shelf because they're not organized and all all these things have to be done no matter what and we just make those things easier easier to do you know yeah so um as the ceo of a restaurant tech company um what what do you like what's What's your prediction? Like, what's what's the future of restaurants look like? Um, I believe I believe that we are a hundred million dollar at least company. Um, we have some things coming down the pike that are are um, really going to be a game changer for the industry. I believe I can't really talk about it yet. So so you know, follow us and you know, go to our YouTube channel and follow what we're announcing because we have some big things coming down. But we are people are realizing more and more that they need a process and a way to keep it all organized. And they're starting to do it. There's, they're getting one-offs of software and doing this. And I know oh, I have this component and this component, but to put it all together in one spot where it's all connected. Um, and, and, and there's a built-in and it's not just software. There's accountability to it, right? To where there's, there's, there's this path that you're supposed to follow the paint by numbers, if you will, 
of what to do and, and, and how to do it and somebody to answer the phone. Like that's the thing too, is like we're, we're, we're already planning cause we're, we're, it's a snowball effect where we're growing. We look at our, our customer service as hospitality, right? And, um, without naming any software companies out there, everybody out there knows you're calling your software companies and they're not answering. Or if somebody does finally answer for you, um, it's they're reading a manual on what to do. And that's a commitment that I've made to my, my staff and what we do is that we are going to, if we have to sacrifice profit for today to make sure that we have enough support um, to be able to onboard people and get them going in the right direction and truly change their lives, then we're going to do that. Right. Yeah. It's not all about like when I, when I say that we may be a hundred million dollar company, I don't, I just look at that as the number of people that we can help. Not like this big profit number, right? Yeah. Because I know the hurt of the restaurant business and I'm out to solve that and, and solve that for people. I don't want people to miss their kids soccer games. I don't want people to be completely stressed out about payroll. And when they're talking to a guest, they have this stress in the back of their mind and they can't truly just enjoy the moment. Right. You know, to have to worry about, you know, they're on the line and they escape for a minute by cooking on the line and they have to go back to the pile of bills. You know, I don't want that for people in the restaurant business. And the thing is you look around and you see lucrative restaurants and then you wonder like, why is it such a struggle for me and what's going on for me and why am I not better? And there's this thing in the restaurant industry that says, I can't go out there and get help. Like, like in the construction business or education or law or anything, you can go to a conference and take a course and learn. And everybody's like, oh, they're getting better at what they're doing. But for some reason, there's a stigma in the restaurant business. If you go out and learn, they're like, what's the matter? You don't know what you're doing already? Yeah, you're supposed to know what you're doing. It's like a, like, a statement you know, of pride. Like, right. I, I can do it on my own. I don't need your help. You know, right. it's weird. It's like ego like right like a machismo type like uh exactly stuff. right and i had a little bit too you know coming from wine country all that but then i'm like oh I, as as i had more revelations and i realized that i how little i did know it just made me hungry to learn more and more and to listen more and to you know look around and and say wow there there could be a better way to everything that i yeah. do right? yeah even today with that, as good as we are we're still always like have our eyes and ears open for a better way, yeah. Uh, you know, um, yeah. so I asked yeah. the, the question was, "Where is the industry going?" And mm-hmm. and I and uh, I I feel like um, one thing that is important for our listeners to understand is that as we go into the future, we're going to have. I believe this as much as I am not tech savvy, as much as I hate looking at computer screens, as much as I hate living through technology to be competitive, to have an edge in the future with labor expense going up and uh, just, just good. Generally speaking, people out there, like uh, there's more restaurants than ever. We're, Mm -hmm. we're, we're all jockeying for the same people to come work for us. We're going to have to leave, lean more on technology to accommodate or to, to, to make up for Mm -hmm. uh, the, this challenge on labor and just to be competitive to keep our, our labor costs down, right? Yeah. So I think that's a big thing that hasn't come into the, to our conversation. That if you're if you're looking to to build a concept of to build a business that has long term staying power, like you need to get ahead of the curve and lean on systems, not on people, and to streamline process uh, to keep your labor expenses down. Like, mm-hmm. Is that worth labor bringing? costs of goods sold from insurance? I mean, everything that you need to know, you need to have people that you can lean on, advisors that you can touch base with, and that's why we want to be available to people. You need that technology. We design it like in the sixty day. I've had people like right now. I have a, 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 a gentleman. He's a, he's like seventy five, and he's getting there and, and digging in because we've designed it to where 
it's not just about knowing how to use a computer. It's about um, understanding like how I, you know, if I buy something and it's catch weight and how I break it down from a gallon to an, a fluid ounce versus buying it from a pound to weighted ounces, or I buy it by, by the kilogram, but I use it by ounces and conversions. And, you know, I buy cinnamon by the pound, but I use it by the tablespoon. So I got to do, you know, all these things are things that, that technology is helping us do, but we have to be able to execute. And, and so whether you're not good with computers, that's not even an issue anymore. I think with us is that people are understanding that they have to get into it. They're scared at first. Um, that, and you know, the, there's a 75 year old that I was talking about, which obviously he's not the best on computers, but he knows it. We make it intuitive to where it's easier for somebody that, that doesn't exactly, you know, no, is in a lot of softwares are doing that. Yeah. But they understanding like they understand they understand their products and they understand those things. And when we make it to where it's like it's all formulated around your products and your restaurant and what's on your shelves and your people. There's a name and a picture to that person in the schedule, and they have a life. And we got to be profitable for them. Yeah, and, and we have this big responsibility on our shoulders that we got to use technology to 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 be able to make up the difference. And yeah, generational. You know, they're they're you know a lot of times. Um, you know, the older generation, they're like, well, I was profitable. Why isn't my, you know, when the next generation takes over the restaurant, well, it's a different ball game than when they were running yeah. it too. And so you yeah. need every tool at your disposal from better training to better scheduling to better budgets. Yeah. To all and there's one thing that did yeah. not come out of the interview and then we can start to wrap this yeah. thing up. But I think it's important is that there is a lot of technology out there that exist mm-hmm. apps that exist that do exactly what you talk about today that restaurant systems pro yeah. does, but that's, a lot of different apps that yeah that's a lot it's all pieces of, right? yeah, yeah and mm-hmm. that's a lot of it's the app trap yeah. and what you end up with is maybe on paper um there's an app that does i don't know like automatic ap and accounts payable and accounts receivable right yeah. and it makes that process easy right but that's just one element right when you get an integrated solution a a restaurant, a tech stack, or a, um, yeah. a enterprise solution where it's mm-hmm. a one-stop shop for literally everything, and it's all integrated. It all communicates. Yeah. It's one payment. Yeah. What is the significance of the significance it, of that? It's absolutely. It gives you something that you can grow with, that you can that you can teach and know will be there, right? And it's not like constantly changing. Or I got to teach this one and that one, but it's the support that goes with it. And that's why I said that, like our support is like hospitality. Yeah. To where when I need to ask a question, um, somebody's there to help me understand that it's not just a software thing where I bought, you know, we use cinnamon. I didn't just buy a, buy a 16 ounce container of cinnamon. Well, now I have that to be, has to be connected to my inventory. It has to be sitting on the shelf. It has to be, um, translated into, you know, 16 ounces by weight to tablespoons, which is how you use them in your recipes. Some people do it. Somebody people, some people weigh that stuff out. So everybody's different. And so we got to guide you on how your recipes are formulated, how your, how your, you know, people are on the schedule. And so we have all these little things in there that helps you customize it to you. Mm. And, and with enterprise, you can create that and then copy how you do it from store to store to store. And there's big things without, you know, talking about competitors, there's just better being chef instead of being, being a chef instead of being, um, you know, a, a software programmer or just accounting, but being actually being a restaurateur and being the CEO of a software company that's supposed to help restaurateurs, 
has just left us equipped to do it. So not only with my own restaurants, but all the consulting I've done has helped us create this system that is just helps guide people with accountability. And here's what you're supposed to do today. And here's what, here's what you do on Monday. Here's what you do on Tuesday. Here's what you do on Wednesday. Here's what my bartenders do on Monday. Here's what everybody is supposed to do all the whole playbook all there. And it just relieves that stress and allows people to grow. There's so many people that come in, they're like, oh, I would never own more than one restaurant. Well, my clients are buying up restaurants like crazy with, with the turnover and then you know, with restaurants that's happened in the last couple of years. They're going out because they have the ability and the means. And the bandwidth. Right? <laughs> to be able to apply these systems to the next restaurant and yeah. the next restaurant. Yeah. And, then, and, it's, and it's just really exciting because it's not just about having an empire of restaurants, but it's about being able to to also um, take care of the employees. Create opportunity for others. Yes, there's huge opportunity. You know, Steve Brown, like, you know, just because we're here at his restaurant, it's just, you know, he has people that's worked for him for more than 30 years and to see their success and their bonuses and how they, you know, um, you know, and, and, you know, those bonuses weren't always there. It wasn't always, um, those profits weren't always there. And so they were able to um, expand their lives Right. And then so, you know, with Chris, he's, you know, he was, he was, you know, one to two restaurants to like, he's like at six or seven now, just like that. Ralph Lewis is here. He's going to be at 20 restaurants in no time and to be able to have systems that are not just about only the accounting or only the, um, the, only the schedule or only this, but to have them integrated where now I can compare them enterprise level, compare them in the ways that I want to. Like if I'm buying eggs at 15 different restaurants to be able to compare prices of the 15 different eggs that are being bought at the 15 different restaurants yeah. at my fingertips, right? Without going cold and corporate with yeah. allowing people to be them to be who they are and to, you know, um, grow in the industry. That's, that's really difficult. And so teaching the industry to people, you know, managers that maybe, aren't to have all those educate all of our YouTube channel, all the, all the, the training that we do every single day is not about software at all, but it's about empowering those employees yeah, to participate. Yeah. Fred, yep. man, thank you so much for taking the time to, to, you know, sit down with us during this busy, busy, busy week you have right. during your mastermind to, yeah. to share your story, to share more about restaurant systems pro. Uh, I'm super excited this week or actually I know we're going to be connecting with, I think you're going to call them out in a little bit, but if, we did talk about Steve Brown who you're just talking about Steve Brown. Yeah. That was episode 917. We also had Chris uh, say his last name for me, Chris Schoenberger. Schoenberger. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. He was, they're all in the early 900s. If you guys, Chris, so yeah. Steve Brown, Chris Schoenberger. Uh, we also had Rodrigo. Um, yeah. oh, what's his last name? Souza. Souza. From yeah, 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 he was on the show, and yeah. I'm missing one. Oh, Peter Sclafani. Peter Sclafani. So yeah. all in the early yeah. '90s, or sorry, uh, 900s. So yeah. like in like the teens and like before that. <laughs> if you want to search the, for those episodes, go check yeah. them out. Um, yeah. These are testimonials, and I'll be honest, in full transparency. Uh, when when Fred started read, like we first started talking, there's talk about sponsoring. I'm like, Fred, I'm really particular about who I let sponsor their show. And I haven't connected with anybody who's given me a testimonial. And you're like, you want testimonials? <laughs> like I, I got you. And they weren't just testimonials. They were I, people who were saying like, this isn't like, yeah, it's good. No, this changed my life. This, yeah. this took me to the next place to the point where two out of three of the interviews I did, people were in tears. Well, Patrick's pub. That was, that was, 
that was one. Yeah, um, as well. Oh, that's right. So that's four. Patrick yeah. Pub, I forgot. Yeah, and so. and so that was because you asked me for a testimonial. I didn't just like pick the best people. I picked like the geographically two closest restaurants to you. Yeah, as well. Right, and was like, okay. So um, yeah. you know, I just it's, it's a it's been a lot of fun to yeah. get the word out there and uh, to spread the awareness of Restaurant Systems Pro. And uh, on that note, uh, who else do you respect and admire? Oh. People that are out there uh, that have had success doing what you know using your tools, implementing your tools that we can go to to learn more about this. So um, I was a college athlete. um, And so, you know, uh, I played baseball in college and I, a a lot of that, a lot of that struggle of being a college athlete, you know, translating the business world. And the person that I want to call out was almost an Olympian. She was a, um, a swimmer at Auburn. Um, she has a Niffers restaurant today. It's Keely Besiker and her partner, Dina. They have Niffers and they have three locations and they're in Alabama area. Uh, it's Auburn and what the other, the other two cities are escaping my mind, but they're all kind of geographically there. And Keely is, um, you know, Keely and Dina really kind of feed off each other. Well, like, like Dina does the numbers and all that, but Keely's the coach in her restaurant and she's the epitome of a coach. And, um, I've never seen staff respect her like as a restaurateur like they like they do her like she is second to none okay. um, on that like I'll, I'll she'll do a post and people come out of the work woodwork of people that used to work for her and and she's just really inspiring and she's been in our group for I've known her she's been in our group since about 2008 many many years wow. that she's been a client but to watch her growth and she just has the heart of gold I remember um, and I think it was even David David gave her a hard time in a meeting one time because she was doing dollar beer night or something too. And it was like, you can do so much more by being profitable than doing dollar beers to the college students. Right. You know, and she really took that to heart. And she's in her philanthropy as she's become ultra successful is just really great um, to see. Um, it's, it's just um, she's just somebody that you definitely so, so that's Keely. What's her last name? Beesicker. Beesicker. Yeah. And also, I don't know if Dina, Dina's here, Dina, right? Yeah, Dina's here too. And, Dina Davis. Yeah. And there is one yeah. more person you said yeah. I wanted to talk to, too. right? Or you wanted to um, talk to. Um, well, there's lots. I think there's another here. Honestly, it's losing. Um, uh, there's so we we have lots of people here. There's Larry and Sochi Young from Yogurt Mill. There is. Um, I'm pretty sure it was. You mentioned Sandy Corm. Oh, Sandy Corm. We're, yeah, we're going to, going to our restaurant. place. Yeah, yes, yeah. We're going to see Sandy Corm, and she is. You know, and what's also cool, Sue. So these are these are a couple of female female owners. Yeah, I need too, to get more females right? on the show. And so um, Sandy's known as the, one of the top 20 um, caterers in the country. Wow. You know, she did Troy Aikman's wedding. Um, she's here in the Dallas area, so we're going to be visiting her facility in a couple of days, yep. uh, which is really super yeah. exciting. But she started off, she was a um, she was a NICU nurse, or ICU, NICU, something. Some, she was a nurse. And um, she started doing cookie dough and baking cookies on the side and just it just turned I love those stories where you start where you can you just keep showing up and you scale slowly over time yes absolutely and so for years she also was the catering coach so she's spoken at um, cater source and all that and David and I actually helped her start her catering coach business and so as she is she's winding down the catering coach business she's actually giving restaurant systems pro all those catering resources it's oh, nice. going to be a free resource in the, in our section of trainings and things like that too to help because we have lots of caterers that use our system as well and too so to be able to add 
all the the catering coach resources is pretty cool too. Yeah. yeah. So Fred, now's the time where we let the listeners know what the call to action is. If we've been inspired by your story and by what you're doing with Restaurant Systems Pro, and we want to learn more, where do people go? Too. So you can go to a restaurant. Follow, well, definitely follow us on YouTube. I'm pretty excited. We're almost at 20,000 subscribers, which I think is pretty cool. My kids, you know, they don't think it's that cool because they watch Mr. Beast and all that too. But 20,000 subscribers <laughs> on there. I want to I wanna get to that. We're like just below 20,000 subscribers to so go in there. We have trainings that, that are out there, just free resources where you can, where you can go and check out our, our YouTube channel there. Um, you have a link. I was going to say. Yeah, you have a link to sign up for the 60 day. So if you, if you want to put what I'm saying to the test, it's free for 60 days. Yeah. So go to Eric's link. Um, it's what? RestaurantSystemsPro.net forward slash. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. I believe. Yep. Or just head over to RestaurantUnstoppable.com and there'll be a link because you're sponsoring the show. There'll be a link right there. The, and you can just get right over to Restaurant so, Systems Pro. Yeah. And please do use that link. It really shows uh, my sponsors, a.k.a. Fred and Restaurant Systems Pro, that people are paying attention to this podcast. And I, I say it all the time, but I, I take like recommending companies very seriously and I wouldn't get behind a company unless I really full heartedly believed in it. And I believe in what these people are doing beyond that they're good people and they deserve it. And, uh, just show, just use our links to, sh- to, sh- to show my sponsors, you know, this, this stuff, uh, Eric, the feeling's mutual for sure. Like, yeah. like just seeing what you're doing, you're the real deal. Like, thank um, you. I know that I know that I'm sponsoring the show, but man, it's, it's, you are your heart, your heart for the restaurateur is something that I really see for real and I, and I connect with and just appreciate what you're doing for Thank the industry. Man. Well, you know, I'll be honest, man. Over time, it was I, I was very hesitant to get into bed with sponsors because I didn't want to be like every other resource out there that was pay to play. Um, I really wanted referrals and, and people talking about things to be what steered the ship and, and where we went. And um, I'm, I'm kind of coming to this realization that I'm approaching a thousand episodes that I have a good idea of what's good and what's not good. And that, you know, just coming from a mindset of abundance and, and trust and, uh, just believing in good things. Like I was holding myself back. So I'm excited to get more involved with my sponsors and to get behind the companies I believe in and to help good people connect with good people. And that's what's happening right now. We're really being selective and choosing who we want to get behind and spread the word. And this is, I'm excited for this. I really get excited knowing that if my listeners follow through with what we say, they're going to be taken care of. So, well, I'm honored. And that's, and I, I look at that as an awesome responsibility for you to, you know, put your name behind what we're doing and we want to deliver for people. So like to do it free for 60 days, I can't think of a better way to like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, there's tons of value. And if you guys been listening for this, the hour and 40 minutes with all the chatter, I want to paint the picture. We are in (laughs) a conference center right now. And when we started this, things were kind of quiet, but we started at 4 PM. It's almost 6 PM now. And this place is coming alive. It so is. It is. Oh, we're going to wrap it up. There's a bunch of restaurant owners. I'll bet you we'll find them at the bar. Oh, just probably. Yep. <laughs> if they're on vacation, they love these <laughs> events. Um, so uh, with that said, thank you so much, Fred. And there is no questioning. You are unstoppable. Cheers. There's another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. Special thanks to our guest today, Fred Langley, for sharing his story and his wisdom in the restaurant industry, but also the story of Restaurant Systems Pro, how they got to where they are today, how they've been constantly evolving since day one, 1% better every day. And that is still the case 
to this day, uh, what they're doing over there at Restaurant Assistance Pro to evolve into the future is really exciting. And uh, beyond being a service as a software, they just provide great community. And it's been a privilege to be a fly on the wall in this organization. So uh, thank you to Fred Lingley for uh, inviting us out to Dallas, uh, getting us the opportunity to make an example of some more Dallas restaurant tours while we're out there and to share some of the stories of your clients. And uh, if you're interested in restaurant systems, pro head over to restaurant systems, pro.net and then be sure to type in, Unstoppable after that restaurant systems pro.net slash unstoppable and uh, they are offering 60 day training. So join the 60 day restaurant systems pro free training. This is something that has never been done before. This free training event is not no cost to you. And if you're interested in restaurant systems pro, head over to restaurantstoppable.com slash 960. We'll have links in the show notes to bring you to a landing page where you can sign up today for your 60 days of free training. And there's only a few days left. This training starts February 1st. So act fast. And I mean, where else can you go to get service as a software and have the CEO of that company hold your hand during the onboarding process? This is why I love this company. Nobody else is doing shit like this. And they're continuing to evolve into the future. And uh, I mean, I don't want to give away too much, but it's exciting times for Restaurant Systems Pro. Uh, So if you are enjoying this podcast and you want more episodes just like it, Please, we need your support. There's a ton of ways you can support the show. You can support our sponsors, aka Restaurant Systems Pro. You can use our affiliate links. You can share this podcast with everyone and anyone you know aspiring to be great. And you can come hang out in Restaurant Unstoppable Network, where I'm connecting my guests with each other and you, my listeners. So be sure uh, to join that network and, and get the wealth of of value that we're delivering over there. And I can't say goodbye without saying thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Thank you to Jared Parisi over at Sumadre podcast for the copywriting and editing. And thank you to Sam Hall over at Sav and Sam.com for the videography and the marketing. And honestly, just the, the, the coaching. It's been a blast until next time. Peace out.